Hello, and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and I'm a director at Softway, a business to employee solutions company that creates products and offers services that help build resilience and high performance company cultures. I'm joined today by my president and CEO at Softway, Mohammed Anwar. Hey, Mo. Hey. I think he just croaked out a hey. I think that was him. I did say hey, yes. <laughs> and we have Chris Petrie, Vice President. What's up, Chris? Hello. And how's it going, Frank? Frank Dana. Hi. Oh, okay. All right. These intros are getting better and better with every episode, guys. So each episode, we dive into one element of business or strategy and test our theory of love against it. And I'm a huge fan of today's topic. I'm really excited to get into this. We're talking about empathy. And we've done a couple of episodes in and around empathy, like specifically empathetic leadership. We had the platinum rule. Um, but we can barely get through an episode of any kind without using this word, I feel. So, um, you know, I'll be honest, when I have some conversations around empathy and about empathy, particularly in business, you know, I'll get the question at times, like, why does it really matter? You talk to people who don't really think about empathy regularly. They don't, and it's hard to understand where the connection really is. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, about where it belongs in the workplace. It sounds like a lot of extra work to worry about empathy in the workplace. Does it really make a difference to the bottom line? And I want to ask those questions today and get to the bottom of it. And so I'm going to need your guys' help. And before that, I'm going to take a look at these icebreaker questions. And I believe they are in this or that format. So... Let's start with Chris. Chris, crunchy peanut butter or smooth? Smooth. <laughs> smooth. Yes, that's it. We got it. We got his answer. I'm moving on. Mohammed, coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, this is going to be a quick icebreaker, guys. I feel like the ice is definitely being broken with these. No I explanation. Do like ice. I, I do like iced coffee, too. Fair enough. Frank, <laughs> music or podcasts? Music, Jeff. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify just did their Spotify. On our podcast, you're going to choose music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, Spotify just gave me my unwrapped and it said, like, I've discovered 532 new genres of music. And I thought that's weird because I can only name like three genres of music. Christmas, country, and trip hop. And so I don't know where these other 530 <laughs> some odd genres came from, or even if those are genres. So yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of music. Thank you for spicing up the icebreakers. You're Frank. welcome. Um let's let's dive in. Let's talk about empathy. And I want the 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 headliner question to be very straightforward. Why is empathy important in the workplace? So I'll start with, oh, let's say Chris. No, I'm good. <laughs> so empathy in the workplace is paramount to building a culture where 
teams, individuals, and even leaders come together to do the impossible. Um, I think when you have empathy, which is really just the ability to, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes, but also think about how they would respond or react or might interpret things um, and come accordingly or adjust accordingly, that, <coughs> that allows for an organization or a team to, to really tap into everyone's full potential. Because I think it's easy to forget that we all have a different perspective, even though we might have the same goal or the same vision. And that is rare for a company and any sort of maturity around empathy or you know, even a larger, loftier vision to come in and have everyone truly empathize with the person sitting to their left and the person sitting to their right. And I think that if we talk about empathy in the workplace, it really starts with the ability to just think beyond yourself and outside of yourself and see what's happening to others and with others around you. So that baseline definition of empathy, I get that. When you apply it to the workplace, maybe do we have any examples of what that looks like? Like what does having empathy look like in the workplace? Yeah, I think for me, I always go back to when we started, when I started working at Softway and having to interact with India. Um, I worked in a previous organization where we did have an Indian office, but the interactions were few and far between with me. Um, but coming in a Softway and, you know, you, you really don't think about what's happening on the other side of the phone or on the other side of the call. And it wasn't until I actually visited India that empathy became sort of, you know, a very crystal clear picture of, oh, now, okay, got it, right? So um, when I was, <clears throat> before I came to, went to India and when I was working with the team in India, the way that calls took place is it was a constant asking them to repeat themselves because, you know, for whatever reason, they have an accent, you know, I'm not used to listening to an Indian accent. Um, but once you go there, once I went there, I was able to sit down and, you know, for me, it wasn't necessarily the accent. It was getting to meet people and know who they were um, to really start empathizing with them when I went back to the U.S. and understand what they were trying to say over the phone. And it wasn't uh, an accent issue anymore. It was really the idea of saying, oh, that's Sunil. He's trying to say this, this and this. And, you know, you start listening versus trying to interpret. And I think there's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that empathy kicked in once I was actually able to go over and meet them and see that they were real people with lives and the same cares and the same worries and frustrations and whatnot. And I think that that was the biggest eye-opening sort of moment for really looking at myself and saying, am I really being empathetic if I'm very quick to just say the accent is what's keeping me from truly taking away what they're trying to say? Or if I think of them as humans who just have, you know, a different way of communicating, I can still listen to them and take away what they're trying to communicate. Do any of you guys have, I mean, that's a great example of like empathy at play. Do you guys have an example of like when empathy was missing or lacking and what that looks like specifically? Yeah, I think for me, you know, there have been moments where, and, and working in teams over the years, uh, and really this is, a, for me, a lot of the empathy happens in a team setting uh, or empathy or lack thereof. But when someone is struggling and you see this complete disconnect from 
the the individual for a number of reasons and you don't see people leaning in and desiring to really understand what that person is going through recognizing how that person is feeling that sense of belonging is gone that individual feels like they're no longer part of the team like they no longer have a role to play and so they begin to distance themselves and it happens you know it happens gradually um, but what I've noticed is that when, when teams aren't being, or individuals aren't being empathetic to others, people will stop seeing themselves as part of what you're trying to build inside of an organization. And as a result of that, people begin to feel like they're not really a part of what you're building. And so, you know, in, in teams that I've worked on, we've had situations where when folks were struggling or dealing with something and the, the people around them wouldn't rise to the challenge, me included, wouldn't come and say, you know what, I need to put in the extra effort to understand what they're going through to, to work through this together. Those folks began to lose interest and distance themselves. And it actually had an impact on the work product, on the thing we were trying to deliver because there wasn't enough care for that person. I mean, the way I look at it is instead of putting names to faces, you're putting lives to people. You're putting real lives to the people that you're engaging with. And if empathy is missing, you're missing that opportunity to connect and, and build belonging. I think from a business standpoint, I think every decision that you make in a business place can have the value um, added to it by having empathy. Uh, it's as simple as, you know, if you're looking to do a marketing campaign, trying to understand and having empathy towards your consumers or the visitors or the people who would see your ads or how would they, how would we position our advertising or messaging uh, from a standpoint of the problems that we think our target audience is going through down to how we build technology products, how we build technology solutions. That requires us to have empathy, to understand the situations of the users, what kind of environments they're coming from, what are their lives like, uh, what are their situations in the moment, and you are able to even build technology solutions or products. Um, and that requires empathy. Um, come down to internal communications with your employees. Like if you're a CEO who's trying to speak to your organization all the way to last eat last row, you have to be able to write communications that make sense to them that are, uh, you know, applicable for them for where they are seeing the organization, not from your lens, but from their lens and being able to tailor your internal communications from that standpoint. I mean, there's the applicability of empathy in all aspects of business, how you uh, work with your clients, how you interact with your employees, how you make marketing decisions, how you make business decisions around finance, around food even, like how, what do you order for food? when you're going to a lunch meeting with your customers, that requires empathy. Uh, all of these things require empathy. So I think empathy is like a core foundation that has a huge place in the business world. And it's something that's uh, a skill that can be acquired, that can be groomed, that can be, uh, you know, the muscle of empathy can be improved. Um, and it, it has a huge Benef beneficiary to a business place by being empathetic in almost every aspect of your business. How, how do you do that, Mo? How do you build that muscle? How do you train your empathy? Oh, <laughs> I think it's just uh, an, an, a constant exercise of being able to 
put yourself in others' shoes, no matter who they are, I think where we miss out on practicing it fully is when we become very selective or exclusive to who we want to practice empathy with. I think everyone has the ability to be empathetic. Sometimes you're selfishly empathetic only towards people that you resonate with, that you feel like you are more alike or that are your close friends and have relationships with, and you're very selective. And when you're selective in your practicing of your empathy skill, you are limiting your opportunities to practice more and to exercise it with the diversity of the folks, people from all elements of diversity around you. And and the more you expose yourself, like how Chris mentioned, going to India, meeting the people, understanding different cultures, understanding different people, their situation, their lived experiences, um, experiences that you go through um, by meeting a diversity of folks around you, which is beautiful in itself, is what helps you continue to build that ex- uh, that muscle, empathy muscle. And I think that's a that's a starting point. You want to get better at empathy, you got to start being inclusive. And when you're being inclusive of everyone around you, no matter where they're from, what their background is, what their ethnicity is, what their race is, what their religion is, what their dietary restrictions are, and you start paying attention to all of these things, you start to build this muscle of becoming more and more empathetic. I was going to say for me, it's, um, and I I definitely agree with you, Muhammad. I think um, it's also the ability, like how you begin to build that empathy muscle also stems from recalling something that helps you understand how someone is feeling because their situation may be different but you can have an emotional link to the emotion they may be feeling. So if they're going through something, um, you know, maybe they're upset, maybe they're, they're, they're angry. You could say, you know, listen, I've never been in this exact situation before, but I know what it feels like to be angry. I know what it feels like to be frustrated and being able to link up to, to understanding that emotional experience that someone's going through will help you recognize that person as a person. Right. And I think that's where that inclusion aspect begins to come in, because you're saying what you're feeling right now, even though I may not have been in this exact situation, I felt it, too. And so now you're starting to take on that burden alongside of them and you're starting to support them in where they're feeling what they're feeling. And it becomes a shared experience. And as you do that, as you continue to move through that and and practice the idea of recalling an emotion that someone else is engaged in, you begin to build experiences that you can then speak from and that help people feel like you're engaging with them on a real, a real level. And so I think that's, that's also something that that can help is just saying you don't have to have gone through every single thing someone has gone through, but all of us have felt the pain of loss. All of us have felt the frustration of defeat and we can link to that emotion and help us connect with people more as a result. And I think going back to the episode, uh, love as a platinum strategy, um, I think my sister was the guest on that one, and she brought up the idea that, you know, being able to read the room is a tall ask for some people. But when you walk into a room, let's say it's freezing, you could use your own sort of experience and say, like, I'm freezing. I wonder if everybody's freezing it, freezing before you go and just adjust the temperature. You can just say, like, hey, 
is everybody comfortable? Is there anyone that is too cold or anything? Like, do we need to change, like, and sort of include everybody in that? And even that approach where you're still coming from your perspective and how you're feeling, but before you do anything about it, you're roping everyone else in to make sure that, hey, if I'm cold, surely someone else could be cold. Maybe this could be a bigger problem beyond myself. And right. And just starting from that lens, if, you know, that whole reading the room and um, emotional intelligence is not your strength, um, just starting there helps you build towards that muscle of empathizing and including everybody as you try and make, you know, or bring solutions forward that could potentially benefit you, but could also benefit others. One, one practical challenge I have that many people could relate to is, you know, I think a lot of um, team structures and business kind of setups have a lot of daily standups. I think these are sometimes frowned upon and people despise them and, and are never, are not looking most laughing because yeah, but Something I challenge my teams with is, you know, what what is what is the value of your daily standup? And I think most of them are just like, oh, here's my update, here's what I worked on. But I think empathy is like the great silo buster, right? Empathy is where you can ask yourself, did this daily standup generate any empathy? We talk about building, you know, T-shaped personas in our agile environments. We talk about, you know, highly efficient teams. That starts from a place of empathy, in my opinion, because when you have a daily standup that's more about sharing and collaborating and really understanding what others are going through, like me personally, sometimes I don't connect to the creative process and I, I, and I lack empathy for that process. I'm just like, why can't you just draw it? You know, or just, you know, can we just throw it in like this? And, and it frustrates people because they're like, no, we can't just do that. We have to have intention behind it. We have to make it right. And so if we talk about that in our daily standups, if I'm willing to be able to say, why can't we do this? And we have an environment where they can say, no, we can't because of this. And I'm learning how the process works. I'm understanding how they think and how it makes them feel. We get real, this extra tangible value out of a meeting like a daily standup or an engagement similar to that, that is really valuable to the end, to the, to the bottom line, to the final product, right? Where later on down the line, when we're trying to solve big problems, I already have that empathy for the creative process. I already have that understanding of how my team likes to uh, approach it. And we get through problems so much faster and we get to solutions without even realizing it. And I think that's where the power of empathy can really shine in a really practical uh, setting. So, we talked about these ways of kind of approaching empathy. And I know we touched this in the beginning, but I wanted to maybe just hit on it very directly here about what specific outcomes does this unlock? What is What are we unlocking when we achieve levels of empathy for our teams, but also maybe to, you know, our, our stakeholders, our clients and to the products we make? We've touched on this a little bit, but um, maybe Frank, I think you said something about this earlier around products. Can, can we just share a little bit around what we're unlocking with empathy? So I think it, it does, it does unlock a, a lot of things. And one of the, the interesting and, and, you know, weird kind of things is that empathy unlocks care and compassion, which unlocks more empathy, Right. And as you are, and specifically from the, the product side or the customer experience side, when you are bringing an empathetic approach to how you're developing products or how you're listening to customers, you are then creating a better customer experience because the customer feels valued. They feel like 
they're, they've been heard. And when you're building products, you're building for the individual and the actual humans behind the product that you're developing. Not what you think would be good, but what you've learned about the individuals you're trying to engage with and recognizing what they will actually be able to benefit from it. So when it comes from that perspective of understanding how empathy can actually lean into and help produce better products as a result that connect directly with your clients or with the, the individuals using your products. And then the customer experience that you have. I mean, we've all been in rooms where you can tell, and we've done this in the past, that our solution for a customer was not one that we thought a lot about, that there were, that it was not specifically focused on the needs, wants, and desires of this, of this customer. It was, you know, either done in haste or not done holistically and not really thinking about what the customer is going to get out of it, the, the best thing for them. And you can tell that the customer is left wanting. Or on the flip side, when you walk in and you're prepared because you've listened to them and you've seen these insights that you've been able to garner that you know are linked up to actual issues they're facing. And when you share them, they ask you, were you in the room last week when I had this meeting talking about this exact same thing? Did, like, were you a fly on the wall? Were you linked into Alexa? Like, what's going on? And it's this, it's this connection that's created when we're willing to be empathetic to their particular needs. And that only happens when we're listening. That only happens when we put aside our egos, when we put aside our wants and desires and say, yes, we have, we have expertise in this space, but that's going to be built from the perspective of what the, the needs are for the particular customer. And I think that ultimately is, is built from empathy. Actually, I, you might be going this direction, but Chris, I really wanted your take on um, clients in particular because I, I consider you someone who's like really, um, really attuned to this when you deal with sales, when you talk to prospects and things like that. Like, how do you approach like applying empathy to this, and what are those types of uh, outcomes? Yeah, no, I think in a sales conversation or a sales environment. The one thing that's always sort of my my self-talk before I walk into that room is that this is really not about you, Chris, <laughs> right? So when I'm going in to meet a customer, especially for the first time, I'm there to try and absorb as much about them as I can. And I'm not trying to judge it. <laughs> I'm not trying to um, sort of um, make sure that they hear my opinion or that they hear what I think they should be doing. I'm really trying to understand not just what they're saying, but also what they're not saying. You know, all the dynamics that are happening in the room around me, if there's more than one person in that room um, and really using that to inform, okay, beyond what they're asking for, there's some other unmet needs that they really need in order to have a solution that's gonna be effective. And as a salesperson, it's my job to uncover those things and also observe those things to ensure that the teams that's, that's going to come into this customer from my end are fully tapped into, hey, the client says this, but here's what they actually mean. And let's make sure that we're actually talking to that when we go back in front of them. You know, and also when you're in a sales environment, especially for enterprises, sometimes the people who are not at the table are sometimes the people you really have to look out for and really have to understand. And being able to sit in that and actually ask those questions without offending the client that's you know present or you know whoever's representing the, the conversation from their end and understand and try and help them understand, hey, I know you're the decision maker, but unfortunately you're not the end user. <laughs> and so you might not be <laughs> thinking about you know, the person that has to operate this at the end of the day. Um, how can we get in front of that person or that team 
to make sure that their needs are heard and the solution that we come back with is actually going to be ad adapted and adopted to ensure that it is successful. And I think that takes a high degree of empathy to know that sometimes it's beyond the people that are in front of you that you also have to worry about, but who also have sometimes, you know, the biggest challenge in taking on what you're trying to recommend or propose. Um, and, and looking beyond the decision maker and those in power um, is sometimes difficult for many salespeople because they're just trying to make the deal happen. They're not thinking about the delivery of whatever you're selling. I agree. And to take it back to your question, Jeff, I think any business outcome that you're looking to achieve can be tied back to empathy, whether that's building new cost containment strategies or initiatives or new technology initiatives to unlock innovation or just employee engagement, customer experience, patient experience. I mean, I, I can almost say every single business outcome that you can put on the table, we could attribute it back to the value it can be brought from empathy and coming from a place of empathy. That's, well, that's Mo, what I would say. Mo, for you, could you help also understand, like we, I think we have a lot of bias in this podcast where we're all constantly thinking from like a, a leadership lens and mm -hmm. constantly kind of really, you know, our own experiences, but where does empathy sit? Let's like, you know, from the context of last seat, last row, from like mm -hmm. person to person on teams, like where, how did, how do we practice that? Or where does that look like? So empathy, you're absolutely right. I, I think we emphasize a lot on leadership, but every single individual inside of an organization um, can benefit from practicing empathy and to, to their own job satisfaction, their own decision-making, even down to a team environment where if every individual is able to have empathy uh, for each other and practice empathy, then they can be beneficiaries of a high-performing team or a team that they come in that they're happier to work at and better yeah. job satisfaction uh, down to uh, delivering better products for their customers, right? So empathy is a, is a trait uh, or skill set that is, you know, required at, at all levels of the organization and it's applicable for every single individual. No matter where you sit inside of a function of a business, you can practice it and it can bring a lot of benefits to you and to the people around you and for your business as a whole. Yeah. So, you know, empathy being something we talk about all the time, I wanted this episode to be a little bit of a different angle, right? I think we, we often, I mean, we usually close episodes with, you know, how does love tie into this? What is, you know, the business application, business application and empathy, as we've said before, very clearly empathy and love are, almost the same word sometimes in certain contexts. They're so closely connected. And I wanted this episode to be almost the tactical and practical kind of side of things of why empathy, you know, how it tangibly exists. And so to round out this episode, I guess, for the audience, I think if you're looking to get practical with empathy, right, um, as we've said, kind of the summary of what we've been we've been saying, you know, first you can start by diversifying your experiences, right? You can try to find more opportunities because when you when you empathize with your best friend, that's not really hard to do. Uh, but when you empathize with someone that's you're uncomfortable with or someone that you dislike, even now you're talking about real real growth, right? And speaking of that, the next step could be having a curiosity and a growth mindset 
whenever possible, right? A desire to learn will yield empathy from those for those around you when you're really seeking to understand and not just to impose your own ideas or, um, you know, try to get your point across when you're really trying to um, really understand those around you. And finally, we've said it maybe a million times, listen. I think it really comes down to listening and um, I won't get into it, but there's different levels of listening and our favorite, the highest, most powerful tier of listening is known as empathetic listening, where you're not waiting to get a word in. You're not just kind of nodding your head and, you know, thinking and thinking about something else um, and just really with no intent of, you know, imposing your ideas, just trying to absorb. And I think these are ways that um, you can really start practically applying empathy um, to all the ends that we just talked about, the benefits. Did I miss anything? No, I, I'm going to answer that audibly. No, <laughs> I, everyone always nods their head here in the, the podcast. It's like, okay, just um, so I hope this was helpful. I hope this was um, I, I know it's a good reminder for me because this is not always easy for sure. And so for the audience, I hope you can uh, give us your feedback on how this, how, how this works. And if you have any other uh, tips or advice that we might have missed here, because empathy is tough. It can be tough. Um, so with that. I want to thank Mohammed, Frank, Chris for this conversation. And uh, here at Love is a Business Strategy, we're posting new episodes every Tuesday. And we really appreciate you joining us for this journey that we go on every week. And if there's something that you liked or didn't like, you'd like us to cover instead, let us know at softway.com slash labs, L-A-A-B-S. And please also consider leaving us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. So with that, Thank you all and see you next week.